following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! This balmy July evening in downtown London finds one C.H. Arles, Cambridge professor of maths and boringness, inundated with phone calls and letters in his temporary holiday lodgings. Arles here. Yes? And? A murder in Surrey. Now I've already done one of those. (laughs) Having visited the city to be interviewed for the London Daily Newspaper about his accidental detective work, Arles and his bosom companion, Ophiuchus, have decided to stay for an extra fortnight of relaxation and sightseeing. Fortnight. That's two weeks. See, Julia, I told you I understand British... Hello? Yes, this is he. A what? A body in a ditch? Make it five and see if I care. But I must answer it, Ophiuchus. It could be somebody important, like the king. You never know. Their tourism, however, had been interrupted by two unexpected factors. Yes, I know now it was a bad idea, but I had to include our London contact information so readers would know where to send gifts. People might send gifts. One, the newspaper profile had proven far more popular than anticipated. And two, Ophiuchus appeared to be allergic to everything in London. A moment's peace, please. Like any man, I have often dreamt of the immortality that celebrity offers, but not like this. Put a sock in it. Hello, Mother. No, I stand by that. Yes, I saw it. Yes, it is a very fine photo of Ophiuchus and me. Yes, I did purchase copies for everyone back home. What? I did know there's been a series of dog nappings in London recently. The article about it is on the very same page as my... Yes, I'll keep a very close eye on him. Trip's fine. Going a bit stir-crazy. We can't go out sightseeing because of Ophiuchus's allergies. And I refuse to take any murder cases to entertain him, so he's barely speaking to me. I must go, Mother. There's someone at the door, and I need to tell them to shove off. Bye, Mummy. Kisses. Ophiuchus, shush. Uh, no, sorry, no one home. Beg your pardon? Occupy, try the next door. Thank you. I never should have taught you that. Oh, bless me, it's you. It's really you. The C.H.R.'s. The very same, and you are? Kelly, sir. Alice Kelly. It is such a pleasure to be in your presence, and this must be your fire kiss. Yes. In fact, you best go. He really does detest... (laughs) Strangers. Good boy. Good boy. A friendly fella, ain't he? Only when inconvenient. I admire you so much, Professor Arles. The way that you use logic and reason to solve mysteries. I suppose it is rather admirable how I do that. I was hoping, if it's not too much trouble, that you'd be able to... Oh, Lord. ...accept this gift. Oh! Oranges. Shipped in from away. Got them at the grocer I used to work at. How delightful, Miss Kelly. Uh, Do take a seat. And thank you so very much for separating yourself from the common rabble who only call on me because they want something. Oh, well, 
that. And you will let me know if Ophiacus's snuggling becomes bothersome, won't you? I hesitate to move him from your lap. This is the happiest he's looked since we arrived. No, no, he's fine and not heavy at all. Professor, I did just drop by to offer you this gift. Which is delightful, by the way. And to tell you what a big, big fan I am of your crime-solving and your brilliance and how you've helped so many people. Oh, well... And I thought, while I'm here anyways, perhaps you could look at a teeny, tiny case for me? And the other shoe... Drops. No, no, don't defend her, Ophiacus. Oh, so you'll never talk to me again? Well, lucky duckies for me. Low blow, old chap, low blow. Fine, Miss Kelly, you may tell me of your miniature mystery. I'll not likely take it, mind you, but hearing it will pass the time for Ophiacus, and perhaps I will accidentally solve it without having to think too hard. It's happened before. Well, let me see where to start. You heard of the recent string of dog nappings? People's dogs gone missing all over London. No one knows what become of them. The London Dog Napper, the press has dubbed the culprit. Terrible business, worst name. The daily story on him stole half a page from Ophiacus and me. I believe that the London Dog Napper is actually my neighbour, Mr Bert Forsyth. Hmm, intriguing. And why do you believe this, Miss Kelly? Yeah, barking from his house sometimes, late at night. But he don't have no dog. Different sorts of barks, too. Some big, loud, some small, yippy. Won't let the neighbours in to visit. Keeps the curtains closed at all hours. Why don't you go to the police with your suspicion, then? I hardly think you need my help. <laughs> Shut it. Ah, well, that's where things get a bit more complicated. A few years past, my parents and brother died, leaving me all alone in our little house. I tried to make a living, working at the grocer's, but it wasn't enough. The owner was cruel and paid me terrible wages, so... I resorted to fevery. Goodness. Cover your ears, Elviacus. I know. I'm terribly ashamed. I took as little as possible, only what was needed. I'd nick it off the back of the delivery truck each night and sell it to other grocers or keep it to feed myself. Does that mean that I am eating still in contraband? Afraid so. <laughs> no one noticed what I was up to. Until last month, that is. Bert, he starts threatening me, telling me he saw me and that he has proof of my thefts. That he's going to go to the police unless I got him in. He sends me letters, comes to my house, won't give me a moment's peace. Even lost my position at the grocers he was hounding me so much, which you think would put an end to it, but he won't stop. I haven't been able to do anything with him watching me. I'm near destitute. I see. And what proof exactly does this Mr. Bertram have? I don't know. He won't tell me. I see. That's why I can't go to the police. But if, instead a certain Professor Oz were to prove Bert was the London dog napper, why, he'd be behind bars and away from me quicker than you can spit out a pikey. Hmm. So then, if I follow you, this case boils down to a few simple questions. Is your neighbor the dog napper? If so, can this be irrefutably proven? And secondary, what proof does this fellow have of your thievery? Now, a point of clarification. Who is the murder victim? The what? Who in this situation has met a most violent end? No one that I know of, Professor. Really? Absolutely no one in relation to this situation has died? This is just a trifling case involving blackmail and missing canines? Well, begging your pardon, it's not so trifling for me. How trivial, how refreshing. Well, I suppose in that case I'll take a crack at it. Ruff, ruff, ruff. You mean it? It shall be a breath of fresh air. 
A charming and low-stakes adventure to cleanse the palate after all the convoluted murders of late. We shall proceed by assuming that Mr. Bertram is, in fact, the napper in question and reasoning thereupon. Have you the blackmail letters, Miss Kelly? I do, sir. Here they are. Dear Alice, I imagine this is what he sounds like. I seen what you did, make no mistake, got ironclad proof. Going to the police in three three days if you don't cut me into your little business. You know I'll do it right enough, but... Hmm, someone needs a day pass to the grammar convention. This is the most recent, I presume? Sent yesterday morning. Uh, Tell me what you think, Ophiacus. I quite agree, old chap. Did you want to read the others? Hardly any need, Miss Kelly. What can I tell from that? That Bertram is clearly nearsighted, left-handed, ill-bred? Hardly useful. But from smelling it, Ephiacus and I can confirm that this letter has been in contact with many different varieties of dog fur. Evidently, Mr. Bertram does not frequently clean his home after dog nappings. But you cannot take the letter to the police, Professor. They want to know what I've done to warrant it. Quite so, quite so. Besides, Ephiacus's sense of smell does not hold up as evidence in a court of law. Believe me, we've tried. There's no way around it. We shall have to venture into Mr. Bertram's home. Yes! While he's out, of course. Breaking and entering? Isn't that dangerous? Nonsense. It'll be a lark. Oh, I I forgot. You can't come, Ophiacus. Your allergies. I've heard, Professor, that fancy society ladies who have doggies with sensitive noses will carry them in an handbag with scented hankies inside to protect them from the London smog. Might that help with Ophiacus? Why, yes, that should do the trick. Ophiacus and I do that very thing often enough in Cambridge. Is there a smog in Cambridge? No. Oh. Ephiacus, fetch your scented carrying satchel. Now, Miss Kelly, meet me downstairs in ten minutes. I need to call the cook and let her know I shan't be in for dinner this evening, for I shall be hot on the trail of the London dog napper. Oh, what a delightfully zany mystery this will be, full of silly neighbours disguised as ghosts. Pun-filled clues, perhaps a puppy or two, thankful to be rescued. And best of all, absolutely no murder. Stay tuned as Arles continues to pursue this case in an altogether too cheerful manner. After this word from our sponsors. Oh, what a grand old city is London. What sounds, what sights, the cathedrals, the museums, the smog. Oh, yes, the smog. Well, if you, like me, have a wee canine friend who you should like to have accompany you through the big smoke, use Mrs. Hufflefrump's vented and scented handbags, sized to perfectly fit the most precious lapdogs. My handbags are available in a variety of pleasurable odors and textures and jewel patterns. Show your pup how very much you love him or her by never letting him or her see the great outdoors with Mrs. Hufflefrump's vented and scented canine handbags. And now, back to the show. As we left off, Professor Arles had just taken the entirely murderless case of Miss Alice Kelly, plucky orphan, former grocer, and former thief. Just now, they've arrived at the darkened home of the infamous London Dognapper. Shush, Ophacus, I'll let you out when we're there. This is it, Professor. My house is here, and his is the third on the left across the road. Capital. You're quite sure he's out? Indeed. He always goes out every night at 6pm, and doesn't come back until after midnight. Maybe we should wait out here for a spell to make sure. To make sure what? That he's actually gone out? 
The lights are all out. Could be napping. At seven o'clock in the evening. Let us not judge the underemployed, Miss Kelly. You're sure it's seven. It looks earlier than that. I'd rather... Stalling? Who's stalling? I just mean I would prefer to get this over and done with, is all. Uh, mm. Come on, there's a good lad. What sort of evidence are we looking for? An extant collar or tag? Something that would tie him definitively to one of the dogs reported stolen. Even a single hair may be enough, if from a distinctive breed. However, if we find a diary signed by him detailing his dog-napping exploits, well, that'd do in a pinch. What do you smell, old chap? Oh. Hmm. How odd. If I could be driven mad by the smell of other dogs, but he seems positively indifferent. Perhaps old Bert's clean for once? For your sake, I hope not too well. Arles and his two companions scour the house of Mr. Bert Forsyth, but no trace of a single dog can be found. Arles is about to call it a day and return home to his flat and an entirely adequate dinner, when from upstairs he hears... What is it, boy? Uh, something hidden in the bedroom? A neighbor dressed as a ghost, perhaps? A pun clue? Or even a darling litter of puppies hidden in the closet? Goodness, what is all this? Arles's canine companion had found incriminating evidence, all right, but not of the dog-napping variety. Near the window stood a large picture camera on a tripod, and all over the dresser, the nightstand, pinned to the wall, were pictures of... You, Miss Kelly! Ew. But why? Our friend Mr. Bertram may or may not be the London dog-napper after all, but he certainly is that even more sinister of criminals, the voyeur. The scopophiliac, the... Creep! Yes, that. Well, this is decidedly less zany and less puppy-related than I was expecting. So that's the proof he had. He must have snapped a photo of me with the stolen... goods. As nausea-inducing as his crime has turned out to be, it at least solves your problem, Miss Kelly. It does. With these photos proving that Mr. Bertram has been peeping into the houses of others like a common tom, I can still have him arrested. Quickly. Let us remove the incriminating photos of your thievery, call the police here to see the rest, and then we can finally be out of this horrid, completely unzany house in no time flat. No. Miss Kelly, please be so kind as to remove yourself from my way. Please don't look. I, uh, I, um, some of these are through my bedroom window. I won't have the great Professor R seeing me in my knickers. Really now, I'm a man of the world. It's nothing I haven't seen before. In textbooks? Why don't you have a look around the house for more dognapping clues while I... Miss Kelly, you must accept that you are incorrect. Mr. Bertram is not the London dognapper. He's the neighbourhood pervert. Now kindly move aside Stalling? Who's stalling? If you would just calm down and... Put your hands up, if you don't mind. Bert! And shut your mouth up, if you also don't mind. Now, now, there's no need for all that pointing of guns at the heads of others. We're just a silly detective and his silly companions out for a lark and a sleuth. Now, Mr. Bertram, why don't I hand you a nice shiny half-crown and we'll be on our way? You're so fast. You two discover my dirty little secret here, and I know you won't run straight to Scotland Yard and turn me in. Ah, well, um... Why, mutually assured destruction. What's that? You see, now you both have incriminating information about the other. Neither of you can go to the police without ensuring the other will do the same. Which means you can trust Miss Kelly to leave here today and never speak a peep of this peeping business to anyone. 
just as she can now trust you. I suppose what you say makes a bit of sense. I should say it does. But I don't got no mutually insured construction for you, sir. It's actually mutually assured dis- Oh, now the gun is pointed at me. Uh... Quiet, boy. You got no reason not to turn me in. Uh... No, if I guess... Uh, Daddy's got the situation under control. <laughs> does he now? Crazy dog off of me! If I could know, Miss Kelly, grab the pistol. Aha! Got it. Hands up, Bert. That's right. Hands up, Mr. Bertram. Now who's at gunpoint? Now who's likely to wee himself? Admittedly, this case has already become more anxiety-inducing than I had initially hoped, so we don't want any more shenanigans. If you behave, we'll simply march you straight to the police station and... (coughs) Bertram! You've killed him, Miss Kelly! He was disrupting my business. Also, you are a right pervert. One! Just one case in which no one dies. Is that so much to ask? It usually gets home around ten after seven. We're starting to worry you'd leave before he'd arrive. But why even bring me here, then? Why create an unnecessary witness? You've been a big help to me today, Professor. And you're going to help me twice more, if you don't mind. One, you're going to take the fall for dear departed Bert here. And two... I need to make a bit of money to get back on my feet, so... Put down a ficus! This fellow shouldn't get a fine price. I beg your pardon? Keep up, Professor. You and your spoiled pup are almost celebrities now. And this breed is about to become the hot ticket. You! You're the London dog napper! My stock in trade. Steal neighborhood mutts, clean them up, sell them as purebreds to rich folk who don't know no better. A ficus here gets the honour of being my first actual purebred. You won't possibly get away with this, Miss Kelly. What? You think you're going to just waltz out of here straight to Scotland Yard? Nah. I'll knock you out before I go. And now that you've told me what evidence the police would find irrefutable, I'll plant someone on Bert here. Any witness who saw you leave your flat didn't know if I kiss were with you. They just saw you in an hurry. And fuck me, I told the cook I was going after the dog napper tonight. The cherry on top is that you somehow knew that I would leave my lodgings covered in a multitude of copies of today's newspaper, all open to the very page that contains both my celebrity profile and the article on the dog nappings, making it seem as though I were obsessively following the case. I didn't. You just... did that. Oh, well. The great Professor Arles went mad with grief when he found out his prize pup had been stolen by the infamous dog napper. The papers will say... So mad he went that when he found the napper, he shot him straight, then fainted dead away. I see you think you're clever, Miss Kelly. More clever than me, even. But let me ask you this. What would have happened if Mr. Bertram had burst in here sans firearm? You silly twit. I have a backup pistol in my handbag. All right, well, perhaps you did think of everything. Or did you? Yes. Yes, I did. You see, I was suspicious of you from the moment you entered my flat. Reason the first... Ephicus's instant ease around you. He's detested every whiff of London and Londoners since we arrived. You, on the other hand, obviously smelled very little, meaning your coat and dress had been expertly cleaned recently. Quite an expense for someone so destitute. Clearly you had something to hide. Reason the second, the oranges. You said you'd nicked them from the grocers, but you also said you hadn't stolen in almost a month. These oranges were clearly fresher than that. And reason the final. Are you quite finished? Yes, quite. Won't you just admit you've lost, Professor? That you've been outsmarted by a common dog thief? 
my poor orphan with less than two years schooling. How does that stick in your Cambridge-educated craw? Yes, you've bested me, in a way. I may not have deduced that you were the London dognapper, but I was sceptical of your story. I was suspicious enough to do what you and your criminal chum refused to do. Drop the gun and the dog, if you please, miss. I called the police. Hands up now. Bollocks. What took you so long, Inspector? I believe the agreed-upon plan was for you to meet us outside at precisely 7 p.m. to arrest the increasingly suspicious Miss Kelly, lest we actually have to break and or enter. I do admit, Professor, that it was indeed the plan we agreed upon on the telephone. But you must remember that I did have to rush all the way from Cambridge... Seems like maybe you could have called the London police, but I don't like to question, sir. I suppose we are all constrained by the laws of physics at times. In any case, arrest this woman. Damn you, Professor. Damn you and your damnable dog. There's hardly any need for that. Come along, miss. <coughs> yes, yes, Ophicus, of course we'll head straight back to Cambridge first thing in the morning. We've both been foolish today, haven't we? I naively thought I could hang on to my newly minted celebrity without the hassle and emotional turmoil of witnessing murder. You fell in love with a dog thief. <laughs> Fine. I'll tell everyone that all your snuggling up to Miss Kelly was an attempt to warn me of her untrustworthy nature, which, of course, you saw immediately. Oh. Yes, well, try not to pick up any con artists on the train home. Oh, uh, wait, Inspector Plotter, there's a dead body back here that should probably be attended to. Hello? Ah, somebody's bound to find it. The London Dognapper was written by Grace Smith. C. H. Arles was played by Leet Stetson. I'm being so sassy right now. Ophiacus was played by Grace Smith. A darky fart is a gift from God. Alice Kelly was played by Aria Umezawa. I believe that the London. Mr. Bertram Forsyth was played by Joseph Beebe. I, f- I think his voice should be quote sexual. With special guest star Leet Stetson as your narrator. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Double Take. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know what's worse, peeping or stealing dogs? Or peeping dogs? Let us know by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Next time, a case-solving dry spell for the Oregon Twins makes a mysterious mash note all the more enticing. You know what I think, Sally? I think this sounds like a case. The case of the confounding crush. Next time on Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater.